Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, I do need to add this as well. I just saw a uh, tweet from uh, Jeff Goodman of Watch Stadium as far as the Michigan basketball coaching search is concerned. Oh, what'd you say? He said that three names, they're, they're narrowing in on three names for the job. Yeah. Juwan Howard, of course. Mm-hmm. Ed Cooley, who they're apparently going to talk to tomorrow. And Luke Yaklich, assistant, potentially mm. in the running to become mm. the head coach. I, now, now, Ed Cooley is not from Cooley. Cooley. <laughs> Cooley High. He's not. Now, That'd be pretty cool if he was, though. See, I can't tell because it's been all... Well, not all of them. It's not like many people are talking. Uh-huh. Um, but I still think Laval Jordan and or Shaka Smart should be in that. I do. And, and Shaka Smart has a $12 million buyout. Well, you realize that, right? There's no way. No. Well, but there are suggestions that Texas would negotiate it because they want to go get Chris Beard. Ugh, I, I don't and know. And they would be willing okay. to facilitate... Shaka Smart leaving. Either way, that wouldn't be an exciting hire. I don't think anyone they bring in is well, going to be overly exciting. No, I'm just that's my point. Right. I, it's well, I don't know, man. It's a pretty significant really step have, down. They don't really have that many options, and you know, I know some people think like, well, because everyone's talking about Juwan Howard, then he must be leading. I everybody is talking about him by everybody. I mean, all the Fab Fivers, but I don't know. I mean, he would be the most think, intriguing. I think. He'd be the riskiest. But that's why he'd be the most intriguing. I suppose by definition, <laughs> that is most intriguing. Um, but he would definitely, definitely be the riskiest. Yeah. Anyway. He would be turning over a program that has been a perennial contender for about 10 years now mm-hmm. to a guy that has never, not only never been a head coach, but never has been on a college basketball staff. Yeah. And that's nothing against Jerron Howard. He might end up being a brilliant coach at some point, but... Woo, is that risky? I would assume the hope is uh, bring in Juwan Howard, keep Luke Yaklich, and give him a big well, raise have, to be the lead assistant. Would, yeah, I mean, you would have to do theoretically, that. yeah, with all the player relationships and retaining recruits and blah blah blah. Anyway, it's Bogey and Wojo show. Happy Monday, Wojo. How was the weekend? Woo, that weekend was just fine. Hey, it rained a lot. That's weird. You never <laughs> see that at all. Well, I thought we were gonna have a breakthrough, oh, and please. then it just goes right back to being what, like forty nine degrees or whatever it is tonight. No. It's gonna get down to like forty three or something like that. Yesterday was terrible. Yeah. Which I didn't mind because I didn't really have to leave the house until I went to do the little fox too. You were just a hermit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mind. You don't mind rainy weather if you're in the house, right? That's true. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Absolutely. Uh, But it's been pretty uh, icky. Uh, That's too bad that Tiger game got washed out in the seventh (laughs) inning. They were just about to make a big rally. And come back and beat the A's. Yeah, I think the A's were about to uh, about to choke that one away if that weather didn't come in and save the day I for the Tigers. What you did there. A transition of all transitions mm-hmm. right there. Now, in talking leading up to the show, there were a few different significant sporting events going on over the weekend, right? You had the PGA Championship in which Brooks Kepka was in control seemingly throughout the entire thing until... Uh oh! Yeah. The back nine yesterday, four consecutive birdies or bogeys, excuse me, wins whipping around everywhere. Lead gets cut to just one, and the fans at Beth Page Black 
were going nuts, rooting against oh, they were. Brooks Kapka. Now, he's not the most liked guy, I wouldn't well, say, on the tour. Though? I mean, I, I don't know. He gives off this, I don't know, arrogance a little bit, yeah, this confidence, but I kind of like it. He's just like, yeah, I mean, I know I'm really good. I don't really care what anyone else, right, else has right. to say. And he uses critics as motivation. I kind of dig that. But it was pretty evident People were hoping for the choke job yesterday, right? In the final round of the PGA. People love when it started getting close just to see Kepka leave the little duty trail behind him. <laughs> He's going up the fairway. And it became very possible because he got down to nine under and Dustin Johnson was right behind at eight under, albeit a couple of holes mm-hmm, ahead of him. Mm-hmm. So it would have been tough. And then Dustin Johnson ended up doing what we thought Kepka was going to do. He ended up choking away his opportunity by bogeying two consecutive holes. But... You did mention this before the show, and you Uh think that this is almost like a little bit of a theme in sports right now, where maybe you don't have a dog in the fight, right? And I think people are just hoping for something interesting or crazy or wild to happen, and you certainly see it in these NBA playoffs. You see it right now, I think, in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Are fans almost rooting for and invested in the choke job. Do you yes. want to see yes. somebody or some yes. team choke it away? Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. But why? Okay, I'll tell you why. Because I know we have this fanciful idea, and we've talked about it before. Uh, if I don't have a rooting interest, I just want to see greatness. I. It's so great to see these dynasties and greatness. And I get that once it has unfolded, but when it's hanging in the balance. I root for the choke job every time. <laughs> I had stopped watching the PGA until I sort of got alerted that, whoa, it's down yeah. to five, four, three. Boom, back on. Uh, last night was watching Milwaukee, Toronto. Toronto's up by what, 11, 12? Seems like every NBA playoff game, someone has a 15 point lead well, yeah. at some point. We, we learned also in the last week or so, the, these are the first NBA games that you're watching. Oh, because, I know, right. Yeah, I you you don't this. understand that when a team gets up big in the no. first half, it's not over. No, yeah, not yeah. just the first. It's been the second <laughs> half, too. And I always root, like, Toronto really started gagging in the third quarter when they turned the ball over, like, 37 mm-hmm. straight times, and Marcus all whipped the ball over his head like a shot put. That's enjoyable. Siakam missed, uh, what, both of those free throws yes. to enable the Bucks to tie it and force overtime. Yeah, I mean, there was something intriguing about it. You, you know, you certainly could have made the case like the Blazers, what was it, game two? When the Warriors ended up, they were down 15 at the half. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. they came all the way back, yeah, and yeah, then they were down yeah. eight with a few minutes left. And the Blazers choked it away, and they the Warriors did. won by three. And it was annoying. We talked about it, I think, on Friday. But <sighs> you still, it is more intriguing to see a team just totally collapse and t- see another team snatch away a game that they really had no business winning. Well, is it because fans, generally speaking, like comebacks? Because obviously somebody's coming back. Or chokes. Because I put out on Twitter when the um, little PGA was unfolding, I said, help me out here. <clears throat> Not a big golf expert, but... Is, are, are we watching a choke or are we just watching Dustin Johnson chase him down? Total choke. And it was like choke, 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 <laughs> choke, 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 choke. And, and let's be honest, if there was anyone behind him that was playing reasonably well, you know, in that final round, Brooks Kepka was not winning that tournament. He did, honestly, yeah, he deserved it because of the way he played for the first three rounds and he had a seven shot lead Ooh, heading to the final round. Counts. Sure. But in the final round, for him to play the way that he did and still be able to hang on, he got let off the hook. Yeah, and I look, I like him. I thought it was cool to see how dominant he was the first couple of rounds, but 
yeah, I, it would have been great if Dustin Johnson all of a sudden hit, you know, a couple of birdies and bam, he's 10 under and Brooks is nine under chasing him in the final couple of holes. That's what we need in sports, right? Mm-hmm. You don't yeah, want domination bad. start to finish. No, no, but you do want domination and then them to be scared. Like I, I, I love nerves. And I, I, once again, I give credit to the NBA and there were a lot of blowouts early in the NBA playoffs. Yes. A lot of horrible games. But now lately, with especially because of the three-pointer, boom, comebacks happen fast. And and I enjoy that. It, Hell out of it. And that. the fun thing is, too, it's not just the Warriors. Like like that seven-game series between the Blazers and the Nuggets. Um, gosh, the, the collapse even that you saw in game seven between the Knights and the Sharks. Now the Sharks benefit from a truly terrible, you know, penalty call yeah, that enabled yeah, the comeback, yeah. but that was an epic collapse. You know, to be up three nothing in the third, one penalty, boom, wiped away, four three sharks, you force OT, and then you still cough it up in overtime of the sharks advance. Like it has been it's been rampant in the Stanley so Cup what, playoffs so and in the do, NBA what playoffs. What do you think it is about the choke in sports that fans like? Because my theory is it's, you know, you've got these high and mighty, well-paid stars mm-hmm. who don't even seem human. They're superheroes and superstars. And then all of a sudden, they're frightened and they look scared and they're and they're turning the ball over. And, and I think for people, it really brings them down to a human level. Like, like choking yeah. is everybody does it. Right? Well, yeah. And, like and if that's... I'm on my third chicken breast, I do run the risk of going Mama Cass on you, okay? And... And choking on the chicken bone, but um, I think people relate to it more. Well, I, it's just it's hard to break through that, especially when you're in an arena, say on the road, and everyone's against you and rooting against you. Brooks yesterday at the PGA Championship, you want to see somebody with the mental toughness, the the intestinal fortitude to fight through that, because that mental toughness. No, you don't. You, you can't want them to see that. to see them completely collapse. Well, I, one of the two, either fight through it or completely, completely fall collapse. apart. Yes, but it is a. Even outside of just performing, it is one of those things that you watch as closely as anything, especially in major tournaments or, or major, you know, games. It's Bogey and Wojo, 97.1. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.